0: Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 11, and our recommendations on Ozark, Shining Girl, Under the Banner of Heaven, and more. Hi, Margaret. How hey. are you? Oh, I'm
1: good, Diana. I'm really good. <laughs> Just a
0: little nip and tuck. That's all. <laughs> if only people had a visual. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh,
1: that is dangerous.
0: Dangerous. I had to do a lot to keep my composure as you were trying to make me laugh. <laughs> Making faces at me. Uh, all right. So because there have been oh, people in Fear of the Walking Dead, flipping or making sort of rash decisions. It made me think about all the other characters. And so I want to know, who do you think is the least trustworthy of Fear the Walking Dead characters?
1: At this point, I think it's Wes because he's kind of shifty. He's not really, if you notice, he's really not into... Any of the conversations that are, he seems like he's out in left field when people are having these intense conversations. He's not really connected, so I don't, I don't trust him because of that. Because he just doesn't seem emotionally invested in anything. How about you?
0: Hmm, I don't know. I everybody's going through my head right now. I would have possibly said Charlie, but. Uh, I don't know. She kind of came through for our group in the end.
1: No, she's not dead yet. I know. But that's an obvious choice, though, because she came in working it. So,
0: yeah. You know, I guess I would have to agree with you at this point. It probably has to be Wes, because thinking about everybody else, I was slightly worried last week with uh, June and John Dory Sr. Because I'm like, what side of the fence are they on? But then they, you know, it came to light that um, they were just playing the game. So yeah, I'm going to agree with you. At this point, it's going to be Wes. Fear the Walking Dead friends out there. Tell us what you think. Who do you think is the least trustworthy and why? Because maybe you have some ideas that we're not even thinking about right now. We would love to know. So you can leave us a comment on social media, our website, or email at screensinfocus at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. The links are in our show notes. Okay, so Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 11, entitled Ophelia. We see Luciana try and help Daniel as he struggles with his memory. But when he goes missing... Searching for his dead daughter, Ophelia, Luciana and Wes track him down, only to be captured by Arno and his group, who are looking to get coordinates to the whereabouts of the weapons by any means necessary. So, Margaret, what did you think of this episode?
1: I loved this episode. It's what I really wanted from the get-go. And just showing... So, for me, Daniel kind of lost his presence in the last um, season because he just wasn't really featured. So I really love that they featured him because he's an incredible actor anyway. Yeah. And um, the fact that they brought in the Spanish was kind of interesting, but I love, I love that they let him just be this devious sort of conniving kind of really smart actor, as far as mm-hmm. not actor, actor, but actor within the group and within the, the scenes in the setting. And and I loved his little stickers, you know, when he said <laughs> to Arnold to shoot him, go ahead, shoot me. And, and he did. And and he tried to, and there was no bullet. So he, then he's like, huh, you, you, you know, he kind of pulled one on me. So I thought that the fact that he could appreciate that um, <laughs> yeah. was kind of funny. And then the very first, before they even show the credits, the very first few minutes of the, of the scene when, um, when they're in captive and he's like, but they don't know what we can do to them. <laughs> I just thought that was really kind of funny yeah. too. So uh-huh. it's for me, it set up the whole thing. So I started watching to see him kind of manipulate the situation and the circumstances to um, kind of plot and, you know, kind of control and um, pretty much get what he wants because he's not going to stop. So I just thought it was really, really kind of interesting. But anyway, what about you? What did you what What did you like the episode?
0: I loved <laughs> it too. I loved it too. Uh, you know, an apocalypse can really test you as a human being, and Daniel <laughs> has always, always been such a great character. But I also thought it was surprising, interesting, and a bit exciting to see, you know, these unexpected moves by Luciana and Wes, moves that made their characters more complex. And with Daniel and Luciana, I really did love seeing their relationship from the get-go, the moment that they were, she was playing that card game with him to help him with his memory. I just liked their interaction and watching them. It felt like a family between them. And although it was surprising to hear him call her Ophelia, it was also understandable because it kind of felt like a family daughter type relationship between them. And I too liked that they spoke Spanish to each other and there was quite a bit of Spanish in there. Oh, and, I know. I and know. I really liked it. I appreciated it and I understood what they were saying. And then I wondered. If anything was lost, if you didn't understand it, because there's a certain sentiment to the way that he says certain phrases that it felt there felt like a real warmth and familiarity in that connection Mm -hmm. for me. But I was so surprised, so surprised by Luciana's shift to lie to him because she was so protective of him until, and then he tells her how fragile his mind is. And that something about him being lied to could really break him. But she continues to tell him that Strand has Ophelia at the tower because he said that it brings clarity when he knows he's searching for his daughter. And so that's what she wants him to have is clarity. And, and she wants to save the people, bring them to the tower. And so she uses that, which yeah, like I said, was really, really surprising, especially because she questioned Arno, you know, what are you doing? You're using him, you're manipulating him. And she even tells Daniel, they're manipulating you. And then here she's doing the same thing. I know her reasons are different for doing it, but I still think, ah, nah, you're going to get burned. I think she's going to get burned. And I'm scared for her because Daniel can be pretty ruthless. And, um, I mean look what he does to Arno for for lying to him.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't like Arno.
0: I know. That is true too. But he's all he yells at him. You made me do this. You know when he's down there in that cage. Yeah, oh, man. I don't know.
1: I don't I don't think I think now that she has the weight of all of those other people that she's responsible for. Yeah. And if this supposedly gives him clarity, I don't think it's she doesn't I don't believe she really sees it as a lie because he, in that aspect of his mind, is not here anyway. So, I mean, if that's going to get the job done, that's why she's going to say it. But I also think that it's going to end up, he's going to end up getting, he's going to end up dying and then he'll be with her, with Ophelia. Yeah. So, I mean, it. you know, in that sense. Right. And I think that's what he intimates in some of the conversation that he has toward the end, too. You know, I mean, that's that's what I got. That's that's the first thing I thought of is he's he's expecting to find her and see her because he knows she's dead. But he I think it's because he knows he's going to be dead, too. And that's when he's going to see her.
0: Mm -hmm. But he does say the three of us will be family and will welcome you. So I thought because I thought about that, too. And I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean the three of them?
1: Oh, that Luciana will die too. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Wonder. What I, about I mean... the cat? He mentioned the cat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, poor kitty. Hey, what happened to the cat? Yeah. I, I bet wonder. Stroud has the cat. Strand. Oh, whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> Strand. I bet Strand has the guest. Who's Stroud? That's from another show. Gotta be. <laughs> Not my neighbor. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, Oh, my God. Well, I do think, yes, that those two, maybe they'll all get... We know they're going to get into the tower. It's just a matter of who's going to actually end up confronting the other. And I have a feeling that, you know, it's going to be between Daniel and Strand, and they'll confront each other, and... Who knows what will happen? But um, I think Strand is too powerful and too interesting a character for them to just kill. <laughs> but you never know. Yeah, and and Daniel I feel like is a little more disposable, but um, only because he's got all these weaknesses or these ailments. But you never know. I mean, he could just be locked in the closet, and then that's it for him. But I found that it was interesting that that Wes who Alicia picked up. He's the artist who was painting the trees and doing all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and lost the brother because the brother was part of that whole underground group with Teddy. And I just, I just feel like he's never really been um, connect. Like I said earlier, connected to anything emotionally or physically. And he's just sort of that lost boy kind of thing. So for him to leave the group was for me, not surprising. Um, To go out on his own was great. What shocked me was that he showed up at the tower, at the outpost, and was dialing up Strand's, you know, phone. And I just thought that was really kind of interesting because he went through this whole thing about telling uh, Luciana about how everybody contradicts what they say and they don't really mean what they, you know, they they do the opposite of what they say and Mm -hmm. they're just kind of manipulating everybody, this, Mm -hmm. that. Every which way. And I just thought it was kind of interesting because that's exactly what he ended up doing. So what a hypocrite, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what Mm -hmm. a stupid jerk. So it'll be interesting to see who offs him because I feel like he's going to get killed because he's kind of, you know, set it up for himself to be gone. But I don't know. They need to have some antenna. It's like those reality TV shows and they keep the most annoying people on there. They don't <laughs> vote them off. And you're like, why yeah. aren't you getting rid of these people? Well, yeah. because they pay the bills. They're the ones that people yeah. want to see because they're so mm-hmm. freaking whacked. Wes yeah. is not so whacked. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a he's just a jerk. Strand is crazy. So he's entertaining.
0: I have liked Wes up until now. And I, and I thought... This storyline was fascinating because I, uh, he hasn't done anything to make me feel like he was untrustworthy until the end. That was the only right. reason I mentioned right. him at the beginning when we did our question of the day. Mm-hmm. But if, if we had asked that and we didn't see that, I don't know that I would have named him because he had, I mean, he killed his brother to help yeah. this group. And when they were lowering him in that cage, he wasn't giving it up. So he has been committed to this group. So I thought it was interesting that they they had him flip just because Luciana, you know, changes how she's doing things. And again, she's not doing it because she's selfish or bad or anything. She's doing it because she thinks she has to, to help everybody. She's trying to help people, not herself, everybody. So even though maybe I wouldn't do what she did because uh, I think she could have worded it differently and uh, maybe answered Daniel a little bit differently, although maybe he wouldn't uh, go forward if she had said something differently. But I just think that he had... He just flipped just too easily for me. And then I thought, well, maybe he's setting up people. Maybe he will come to end up helping his group again. I mean, we're really not going to know until we see uh, what happens to him when they do, uh, when our group, Fear the Walking Dead group, does um, reach the tower and what happens there. But I don't know. I'm still holding out hope for him. I really am. And, you know, I I wondered about him and Alicia because... They were like kind of an item, it felt like. And then she got, you know, she went off with Teddy and it was, you know, captured by him. And then she met Will. And then Will was her love interest. But then he died. And now she's come back to the submarine because we saw her with Morgan on the first episode. But then we didn't see her interaction with anybody else. So I'm like, where does... Where does she and Wes stand now? And apparently not in a good position because you'd think he would be, like, you know, I'm coming back. But if he's was still feeling those feelings toward her, why would he just leave? So I I felt like they kind of left that piece of it dangling, and we don't really know. No, so. but you
1: you know what? Really, I mean, this I just this came to my head when you were talking. Perhaps he's going to. I mean, we all think he wants to get into the tower for him, his own purposes, right? Well, maybe he's getting in there so that he can figure out a way yeah. to make it easier for everybody else to get in there. So he's going to, like, disrupt. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of alluded to that. I think you're right about that. I think that he's he's conniving in a whole different way. So he's still, maybe he's still, maybe he is trustworthy. He just goes about in an awfully roundabout it- manner.
0: I think it's hard to know. And with the writing on this season, it's like it's hard for us to know. He could go either way. He could be there to help our group. And just the way Charlie was, right? I mean, Charlie was sent there on a mission. And he's not sent there on a mission, but maybe somehow he'll change his way. I'm sure he left because he was mad at Luciana. I I do believe that part. But once he gets there, is he going to change his mind or is he out for himself? I don't, I don't know. I feel like it could go either way, so I'm not saying one way or the other because I, I really don't know which way he's going to lean. But I do know he was trying to get some answers to to make him feel better about his decision with killing his brother. Yeah, which but, he didn't get because uh, Daniel cut the guy's throat. <laughs> yeah,
1: but what would the guys? Yeah. I mean, so he worked with him. I mean, there's other people that he could have asked because there were. More than I mean that group true. of people. That's true, true.
0: True. So you
1: yeah. know he gave up. I mean it's so I feel like he's just an undeveloped character. I feel like yeah. they haven't really put in enough time. I mean they started mm-hmm. out really good with him when he appeared on the scene, and then it just kind of got very convoluted with this whole underground group and this Teddy guy and this worshiping the dead guy. You know, in the middle of the cafeteria or wherever he was. Oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it just was kind of like oh, this is a little too out there for me. So, mm-hmm. and it didn't, it, you know, and then daddy blows everybody up and it's like, why? It just didn't make any sense. And then for what's her face, the little girl that was so entranced, Dakota? Yeah. Uh-huh. By him, it made no sense because she called out Virginia. She knew Virginia was bad so why wouldn't she be able to re- realize this old guy who is like granddaddy, you know? Right. Sa- I mean, same same kind of craziness that happened. Yeah. So I um, don't know. It's This is a little, a little less than for me. Yeah. For story. For, for story. Yeah. For, well, exactly. for story and for character development, at least for, yeah, the newer mm-hmm. people.
0: Well, I will be disappointed if he continues with the tower people. Like, I I think he could be on their side. He could try and help them. I don't know. But if he doesn't switch and help them at the end, yeah, that'll be disappointing.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, Diana, the the people who are already there are part of the group. And they're living there, and they're surviving there, and they're doing their own thing there. So it's not not like it's completely...
0: But once he gets there, there is going to be some type of war. So he's going to have to make a decision. So it's not like he's just going to go there and live there. That's not what's going to happen because he's going to go there and this war is going to happen between them. So he's going to have to quickly decide if he's going to point a gun against Alicia Morgan and the rest or if he's not. That's what I think. And so where is his gun pointed? That's what I want to know. At the
1: dead. So,
0: yeah, what about all those bubbly dead heads? I yeah, swear. Yeah, tell me. Tell me other thoughts and tidbits you have.
1: I don't understand. So you don't want to go near them. You don't want to be around them. But again, is this radiation, what are they going to, if you poke them, they'll explode? No, because that girl who was helping Arno, who speared that one guy through the head, didn't explode, didn't do anything. So it's like, you've got these radioactive people around you. What does that mean? How can they be used as weapons? Light them on fire and watch them explode, and it's a bomb all over again. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand that. So I'm not happy that they've not really indicated what the that whole deal is. And the other kind of little thing that bothered me is why do they always have to kill like one of the main people? I mean, why can't they just sort of drag it out? You know, like Negan. Negan has been strung along and strung along and strung along and never died. And, you know, and he's one of those villain people. But Arno, they got rid of him. He was a real soft, wimpy kind of guy. And they still He still, you know, because he wasn't very strong. Right. You know, these yeah. people are leading him because he's got a big mouth and he lost a hand.
0: How did he lose a hand? Did we see that?
1: I don't know. But it wasn't there. So I
0: know. I, know. I don't know. I'm like, when did he lose a hand? Did I miss yeah. that or did he never have the hand? I was confused. No,
1: I think he I think he probably did lose it in battle, but and maybe they had a scene that they cut how he explained it. I don't know. Maybe that's why they took him out, because he wasn't really this this charismatic sort of person, you know, that anybody would really, really follow. The other thing that I realized is that it's like everybody is so desperate to find somebody who can give them an alternative to whatever they're experiencing. They don't care. You know they're not using their heads with picking mm-hmm. a good leader or trying right. to vote in the yeah. right person to lead the group and take care of the group.
0: Yeah. they're
1: they're relying upon people who may have displayed some act of heroism and wow, that got him to the top of the pile. But still, I mean, he just was
0: he just went down so poorly,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being
0: chewed on. I know. I was surprised that he didn't die down there and that they brought him up and he was still living. I was that was a surprise yeah. to me. I'm like, "What? He's still alive? His yeah. legs are all chopped off or chomped off?" Uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Gracious. And then uh Luciana's like yelling at him to keep him awake cuz she wants to get the last information out of him. She's like, "Wait, wait, wait. I'll help your people. Just tell me. Tell me why are should we be worried about these radiated people?" And I am with you on the radiated people. Like, what does this mean? I looked it up because you know how last episode we kept wondering: can you, if you're oh. around radiated uh-huh. people, does it yeah. affect you? Well, I read if somebody gets radiated, it only goes through their body, so they right. can't really expose it to you. So why right. on the walkers? Is it because they're all bubbly? Is it because they're I, like well, they yeah, have a tense amount? I don't understand that. It's got to be the juice.
1: Yeah, But maybe because they're already dead and that it infiltrates their fluids, and then the fluid is radioactive, kind of like mercury, you know, mercury is not radioactive, but I mean, it's not good for you if you yeah. ingest it or get it on your skin or whatever, because it absorbs through. So maybe you could get burned from yeah. them huh. because of that, because they're <sighs> I don't know.
0: Well, he said, but Arno said, you can't get near them. So he didn't say you can't touch them or let them he says you can't get ni- anywhere near them. So it made it sound yeah, like they see. are exuding something. And so I'm like, "What? I I don't know. I need to know more about this. I tried to Google it. Couldn't find any more information."
1: Well, this is science fiction. So, you know. <laughs> no, but what's the maybe answer? They man? made it up. You know, maybe there is some truth in whatever they're selling us. Mm.
0: So I was – I don't know if you knew, but this was directed by Alicia Debum Carey.
1: No, I didn't know that. I oh, saw that. my
0: gosh. It interesting. So I knew beforehand that she had said that this was the episode she was going to direct. So when I was watching it the first time, I it dawned on me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the episode. And then when I watched it the second time – I even appreciated so much more. I'm like, man, she did a good job because there were so many good things that I really loved in this episode, and I'm and I'm so happy for her because I think she did a really phenomenal job of getting those moments from Luciana and Daniel, and just and even when Daniel went out on his own and went to that play yard and that walker on that carousel. <laughs> That was like going around as all like trying to grab at him. And then the other one that that got on him, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's so burnt up and it's trying to eat him. I'm like, is it even hungry? It's like, how does this thing work? You're not your body is like disintegrated. You don't even have probably a stomach anymore. I'm like, <laughs> why do you want to eat, Daniel? And then just even through Daniel's goggles, um, because I haven't liked some of the shots in previous episodes, sometimes when they do that, but I really liked this one. I like the moment of him walking and how everything looks so misty. Um, I don't know. I just thought there were so many good shots. And then the walkers, like you said, when they were jabbing them with the spear, um, the face of that walker was so, you know, shot really well. The view was really good. Just so many moments. Um, I just thought she did a really, really good job for her directorial debut.
1: Oh, was it hers? Yes, it was. Mm
0: -hmm. And I really liked their costumes. You know, we know that that Arno and his group have that look a little bit Game of (laughs) Thrones-y. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. And I actually like that our group had that look, too, and how Daniel had kind of that sweater thing around his... uh, his head. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like their costuming. I thought it was, um, I did appreciate that. And when they were speaking Spanish, I kept wondering to myself, how is it that no one else knows how to speak Spanish or even understand it? And then Arno says, yeah, I understand what you guys are saying. I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. Oh, and then when Luciana goes to convince the Arno's group after he's killed to join them, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that that one gal says, this is what Teddy would have wanted. I'm like, oh. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, you want these people to join you <laughs> when she still wants to follow what Teddy put out? She doesn't realize yeah. Teddy was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I would trust these people.
1: That's true. Yeah. Well, there's another trust thing, right?
0: Yeah. All right, Margaret, we are at our segment and the award goes to. So tell me, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment?
1: I just really liked all of the moments with Daniel because I thought he was so clever, so funny. And just, I guess, you know, when he had the, the gun and then the knife that he lifted from the guy who pushed him against the wall. I just thought he was just, he's always planning. He's always, so I thought that his whole, the whole thing that he had going on in this episode was really quite clever. And I, you know, really, I felt bad for him because he's convinced that the... I mean, he's missing this confession to the daughter. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that they put such an emphasis on that. But if that's what's going to get him to do things, you know, that he may or may not do. Because you mm-hmm. just never really know what's going on in somebody's head when they're kind of losing it. I know. And that's, yeah, the one thing that I was was trying to figure out is, is he delusional or is he just a mastermind? Because he... He played that over in Virginia's camp when he was the barber, and they all thought he was crazy, but he wasn't. Uh So I still think that's what's the underlying or the thread. I think that that's really how he's playing this. You know, he may be heartbroken because of the daughter, but that was a few seasons ago, (laughs) you know, a couple years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. He should be a little more resolved with that. But anyway, so you, what did you think?
0: Okay, so my favorite quote character or moment, is my favorite character, which is Daniel. So I agree with you. I, how can he not be? You know, he is one yeah. of the, he's like the fan favorite. Uh, he, he seems oh, to top the list. Yeah. I was looking it up today. I had known that previously, but I looked it up again. And he tops two of the lists. So people really are intrigued by him. And mm-hmm. I just think it's due to the actor, Ruben Blades, who portrays yeah. him. He's just an amazing Actor, and some of the moments with him and Luciana were so moving and heartfelt. And you know, he tells her that she has seen what he's done and who he is, but she stays. And he says, Even though we're not blood relative, we are family. As of today, we are family. And you know, he says it kind of with his voice quivering. So Um, I, I appreciated that. I enjoyed, like you said, every moment with Daniel, but that one just was a little bit highlighted for me. Mm. But then on the other side of those tender moments is Luciana's decision and, and how Daniel tells her that he, that she must be certain if this is another lie, it could break him. And his eyes were so big in that shot. And So it made me wonder what you were saying about, is he faking some of it? Because I really do think he believes, I don't know if he really believes that she's alive, but I I think he's so committed in his mind to ask her for forgiveness. And we've seen it even before all of this, even when they were back in Mexico. And remember when he was um, dealing with that fire um, at Strand's partners resort that was like i think in season two mm-hmm. and that whole fire happened i mean he has been a little bit shaky sometimes on his mental uh, state <clears throat> so uh it just makes me wonder where he's at but the way that he kept asking luciana are you sure are you sure i kind of felt like he was testing her like are you sure you want to say this to me because kind of knew the answer for himself but then wasn't really sure I don't know. I don't know where this is going to lead for them. And I think it's going to be a little bit heartbreaking when we get there. And uh he when he killed that guy that Wes, that the was kid? About to, when he killed that kid, he does say to, he does say to, um to Wes that the truth about people always is disappointing. And it just made me wonder if that was foreshadowing in this episode. And also, as you had brought up, too, about how he said, you know, he's going to see Ophelia and tell her all this stuff and, and you taking it as he will tell her because he'll die and he'll tell her then. And how I, it just makes you worried for Luciana. I, I do think she's a good character and I hope that she doesn't, um, they both don't perish at the same time.
1: I don't know. I honestly, I'm surprised that they hung on to her after um, Nick, who she had been dating, I mean, together with. And the thing that I just remembered was how she was so uh, community oriented back then when Uh she was with him. So her character has been pretty consistent with how she's doing stuff. So that's why it doesn't it's it's not a surprise she's not going outside of her comfort zone in other words we're trying to take care of people and and protect them so exactly and that's something that wes wes probably doesn't really know about her but she was she was kind of the rogue back then with nick because he was you know he was always trying to do uh, upset the apple cart almost Uh you know Uh I liked him. I'm sad that they got rid of him. I know.
0: I know. Well, that was his doing, though. He didn't want to be on the show anymore, so they had to, unfortunately.
1: Well, and where is he
0: now? (laughs) Who knows? Well, so much to speculate. But I can't wait for the next episode. It is entitled Sunny Boy, and I, I believe it'll concentrate on missing Mo. Mo goes missing. And uh, there's Strand's Paranoia and John Dory Sr. stepping up to the plate. So I'm excited to see it. Sounds good. Yeah. So that wraps up our conversation on Fear the Walking Dead. Tell me, Margaret, what else? Are you watching any other TV shows or movies? Tell me.
1: So all this time that I'm watching Hulu, because they do have some really good series, I'm waiting for the, um, you know, the... Handmaid's Tale? Yes I can't wait for that to come out. But I've been watching these previews for this under the banner of heaven and it's got that Garfield guy in it and I know you like him. I know I wanna watch this.
0: Yeah, I wanna watch this. So tell me about
1: it. It fascinated me because it just looked the way that it was shot was so dark and it's a crime it's a it's a true life crime story about a Mormon Yeah. Well, the Mormon community, which is the Latter-day Saints, so they keep referring to them as LDSs. LDS, LDS. I'm like, LSD?
0: (laughs) 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 I don't know what the hell they were talking
1: about. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Jesus of Latter-day Saints. So it's LDS, Latter-day Saints, which is the Mormons. It's an interestingly shot, very, very dark. And it's just, it's horrific because it opens... With the murder of a of a of a mother and a child, and the mother is the the girl, the Daisy Edgar Jones from Normal People.
0: Oh, I love that show too.
1: So it's a series of flashbacks <sighs> and interactions, and um, but the she and the baby, fifteen month old baby, is are murdered, and they don't know who did it, why they did it, all this other stuff, and he is the detective on the case. So it's interesting to see how they how he interacts with his people because that is his religion. He is a very religious guy. So it's heavy duty on the religion and they're praying and they're this, that, and the other thing. And it's just a really interesting kind of uh, viewpoint or open, you know, behind the curtain kind of thing on the community, the Mormon community, and then all this stuff that is surrounding this. And it is based on a true story. So I don't know how it's a mini series. So I think it's seven episodes complete and they mm-hmm. released two. So I watched the first two and um, now I'm kind of like, oh, I want to see more. I want to see more. So as far as movies go, I flashbacked to night 2019 on Netflix with Point Blank. And Flashback. I, <laughs> and I, well, 2019. I know. I know. So, but I also have seen it before. Yes. <laughs> I just didn't yes. realize it until maybe five, seven minutes into it. I'm like, oh, I've seen this. And I'll watch it again. And uh-huh. it was pretty good. It's kind of a nonstop stop roller coaster, it starts with a murder in a house. You know, you see it from the street. So you see the flash of the guns and then this guy jumps out a window and then he's running into the street and then the other guy is in a car who's supposed to pick him up. They're on like walkie talkies or radios or maybe the phones. I'm not sure. And he ends up hitting him. So he's now in the street and the guy in the car takes off because the cops are now on the scene because this happens to be a prominent DA who is um, in charge of this big case or the corruption. But it was really, really interesting. And Marsha Gay Harden is the detective, who is the the main central antagonist. Mm, okay. So it's a good, it's a good, it's an easy ninety minute movie to watch. So I, what All is right. Sh- Shining Girls? What is that about?
0: Oh, it's on Apple TV. Stars Elizabeth Moss. Oh, she stars, directs and is executive producer. So I knew I wanted to watch this because she was in it, but I, I have only seen one episode. I'm not sure if there's a few episodes released, but I could only watch one uh, this past week. But it's very intriguing in the first episode. She's a woman who has suffered a violent assault and is struggling to put her life back together. She seems to have these memory um lapses or breaks in reality. Like at one point, she she's a journalist and she walks up and she says, oh, you're sitting at my desk. And the other reporter says, no, this is my desk. This is where I always sit. And she's like looking at him and he's all, you sit over there, the same place you've sat at for however many years. And she like looks at him like,
1: holy shit,
0: <laughs> like really? And then she goes over to her desk and she like looks at things but like but that just is one instance like that has ha- that happened a few times throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time we see um Jamie Bell who plays an unsettling character. You're not exactly sure where he plays. Um I don't know if he is the one that attacked her. I'm not sure yet. There's also a murder that occurs. That seems similar to what happened to um, Elizabeth Moss' character. So there's all these pieces that you still have to put together. And so I, it, it seems very intriguing. I think it'll be a good show. And I can't wait to see the next episode. So I'll mm. report on it. If it continues to be really good, I'll, I'll bring it up and let people know. But so far, the first episode seemed to be uh, pretty good. But I've spent all my time on Ozark season 4 which is on Netflix Oh, I don't want to know. I didn't realize it was back on. So don't tell me anything. I'm not going to tell you anything because I I really don't want to spoil it, but what I want to say is I love the show when people are tested and you know who they really are is revealed. And if you, for people that haven't seen Ozark, it's about the Bird family. Jason Bateman and Laura Linney are the parents. They have two kids. They launder money for the cartel and they make deals with all kinds of people, criminals, landowners, politicians, law enforcement, um, charitable foundations. It's just like everybody's like corrupt or willing to do whatever it is to, you know, get ahead, <laughs> um, or to hide things from others, right? And I just feel like the show really takes you for a ride. I will say the ending has surprises. But the thing that stuck out to me was that criminal behavior and bad luck is a vicious cycle. And sometimes it is inescapable, which is really kind of depressing and sad at times. So that's really what stuck out to me. This is it, though, right? This is it. For I it. saw okay. The last episode, it like I would, my eyes were like, I'm like, I have to see this. I am going to finish this. I'm going to sit here and watch it all. I didn't even watch American Idol last night. I (laughs) didn't watch anything else because I am like, I am committed to seeing the rest of Ozark. It was really good. And what's interesting about the finale, which again, I'm not going to tell you any pieces, but I'm going to say there are. Loose ends tied up, but there are some ones that are dangling. So, it, oh, it made me wonder: could this eventually pick up in a couple of years? Could a character, you know, go in a new direction in a spinoff? I don't know, but they left it where nothing is super tidy, and as it should be, right? Because. This is a messy show with a lot of corruption. So yeah. Um, How many
1: episodes?
0: A seven. There's seven. Oh, wow.
1: So seven great. hours. Yeah. Okay. Like a, yeah. like a work day. Yeah.
0: Okay. So great show, great writing, great acting for those who don't know about Ozark. It's really well done, but there is a lot of violence. So be prepared. And that is on Netflix. Also on Netflix is Grace and Frankie. This is their last season, seventh season. They're 94 episodes. It is the longest running Netflix show to date. Stars Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. It is the first show that I started watching on Netflix. That was what drew me to Netflix was this show, it was one of my favorites. And I will say that the first several seasons were better seasons, but these ladies are are so good you know as actresses they're so good they're so funny that i really wanted to see it through and see what happens i have i just started it it, it dropped last week i am going to continue it um but i heard that the finale is emotional and i do hear that there's a dolly pardon um cameo so that would be fun <laughs> uh nine to five yeah because the three of them came out in a movie together so I'm looking forward to enjoying this this week but I love that show and so anybody Mm. just wants comedy if you want opposite of violence then watch this it's comedy be
1: the, crazy by the time they go to bed yeah Ooh, i know right do I do with, <laughs> nightmares or giggles
0: and their episodes are pretty short i think they're like 20 23 minutes or something so you can just get oh, right okay. through them you could just binge a lot a lot of their episodes uh-huh. and they're funny they talk about they, they're a crack up They are like their opposites attract but they're like friends like they they in the first season they don't really like or it's not so much that lily tomlin's uh, character doesn't like Jane Fonda's, but Jane Fonda's more like uptight, you know, everything's got to be perfect, professional. And, you know, uh, Lily Tomlin is this pot smoking, cussing, uh, you know, free um, personality. So uh, it's just how they come together and how they really rely on each other how they really need each other. It's really about friendship, and so it's just a really, it's a really special show. Mm-hmm. But I also watched Top Gun on Netflix. It's from 1986. For those wow. people that don't know about it, never born. <laughs> Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Anthony Edwards, and Tom Skerritt. Wow. It's about students at a U.S. Navy elite fighter weapon school compete to be the best in class. It has a fantastic soundtrack. It was a blockbuster movie at the time. There are great aerial stunts. And I will tell you, when I first watched it, I wasn't into the flight part. I just watched it because, you know, it was Tom Cruise. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch him. But now that I rewatched it, one, the soundtrack is amazing. Like, every single song is, like, so good. But those aerial stunts, for being in 1986, I'm like, these are good. I, I thought it was directed really well. And I I think that was... Um, a high for that movie and how that was done.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Cruz is Pete Maverick. And I don't know if people know this, but there is 2022 movie coming out, Top Gun Maverick. And so um, that is named after Cruz's character, who is Maverick. And they've been wanting to release this before, COVID and the shutdown, but they couldn't because they had to still work on it. So it's taken till now, until now to put it out. So it's releasing 527. And Miles Teller will be in it. He plays Goose's son. So I'm really looking uh, forward to it. Mm. And um, I'm excited because we're going to be doing a podcast episode on this. So please look for that in the beginning of June. So those are my recommendations. Margaret, thank you so much for your recommendations and for hanging out with me again. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website at screensinfocus.com and tell a friend, we would love more members of our TV club. You can rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. This helps other listeners find us. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 12. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.